Welcome to Synergy, the podcast where we uncover the secrets to successful relationships, effective leadership, and transformative parenting. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm Dan, and we'll deep dive into relationships, friendships, and most importantly, the relationship we have with ourselves. Together, we'll explore different strategies, techniques, and approaches that can help you achieve synergy in every aspect of your life. Stay curious, keep learning, and embrace the power of synergy. Welcome to another episode of Synergy. What are we talking about today? Today, this one's a good one. today we're talking about state control, but I feel like we're going to go to a few different areas with this one because I think there's so many elements that can change your state from external influences. And I think state control is one of those things that depending on the level of triggers and stuff inside of us will depend on how well we can come back from it. Because a lot of it is wrapped up in emotional regulation and emotional control. So I want to share with the listeners something that I learned. I think it was like, I was 26 when I read my first book. It was called Seven Habits of Highly Effective Such People. A good book if you haven't read it. And it talks about this concept of circle of control and circle of concern. So things that are inside your control that you can actively do and then things that are in your awareness but are somewhat out of your control. And I think there's a lot of people that in society that spend a lot of their mental capacity time in the circle of concern mm. and it can consume them. And I think... I think especially with the state of the world at the moment as well. It's very easy to entertain yeah. the circle of concern. Yeah. But I think someone always explained it to me that the circle of concern is sometimes actually up to the universe to decide what needs to happen and how that plays out. Mm. See, there's an element of spirituality here that mm. I believe is... Here we go. Alicia's <laughs> getting on the train. <laughs> it's my train and it's my main... Vein. It's my... Yeah, like it's just... I think it's so important. So... Mm. For me, I find, uh, you know, letting go of the concern. Like, what did you say it was? Circle of concern. Yeah. So what can I control in that? And I'll take those pieces of what I can control. And then the rest I'll say, I don't just say do whatever is required, but I put out what I would like to happen. Mm, so an intention. I put out an intention. Yeah. But then it's important to just surrender that intention because it may, well, generally it happens the way that you least expect it to happen or in a whole nother way. So yes. the, the way for it to happen is not your concern. And I think when you start putting things that like elements of how you can control things, which should be in your circle of control, into circle of concern. That's where really expectation and yeah. disappointment can live and let down and all these sorts of things because it didn't go as planned. Yeah. But it was never in your control in the first no. place. And that's the thing. That's just the giving up of this and the surrender of look, this is what I'm this is what I would like to happen mm. and be specific with that. And then be like, you know what, but not not be concerned about the how. Yeah. And I think depending on the person, like some people, I know for Alicia and I, this really lies in spirituality. We both grew up as Catholics, but we resonate more with spirituality. But for a lot of people, this is their faith and this, yeah, is, this is God pray, and this praying. is praying and, yeah. and their, their religious practice mm. that comes with it that lives in circle of concern. And so I want to I come back to circle of control. And the reason I want to is because there is something that we learned in one of our trainings, which is called cause and effect. And what cause and effect is, is when you're at the effect of something, you are 
feeling and having an emotional state that is an effect of what that circumstance is. Yeah. When you're on the cause side, and they talk about it as an equation, when you're on the cause side of the equation, you're actually causing the effect. Mm. So you're more in control and you are, you're having an influence or intention in terms of the spiritual side, you're having an influence on the outcome because you're causing the effect. Mm. Now you'll notice if you've got people in your life that are at the effect of, they very much have a victim mentality. Everything happens to them and it's, you know, blaming other things. Yeah. And I want to, and I want to put out as well, something if, if you are listening and, this I found this really useful and I've been saying this to myself for years and years and years and years. It's happening for me, not to me. Mm. And even when it's the shit. So can I, can I, cause I know there'd be people that would be thinking this that may not be as connected spiritually or you have religion as a faith or anything like that. But for the person out there that's listening to this, that is in the mindset of this is always happening to me and I can't seem to catch a break. What advice have you got for that person? It comes down to gratitude for me. Mm. You know, because I think you can, it's it's a choice at the end of the day. You can choose for it to look that way or you can choose for it to look the other way. At, at the end of the day, you have a choice to do either or because you're choosing to look at it negatively, negatively, right? Yeah. You can also choose to look at it positively, but neg- looking at it negatively is like, way easier than looking at it positively. Yeah, because because right? c- because when you're in a negative head state, to be optimistic is actually very hard work. Mm. And it's that reaffirming to your psychology that, no, this is happening for me. The universe has bigger plans for me. This is all part of it. But, but there's also an element of how did you ask for this? Mm, that's the shit sandwiched right there. Because, and I think... Can you elaborate on that more for people? Because I think when you can take responsibility for your life, life is a lot easier, right? And this may be a really fucking hard pill to swallow and it's a really hard muscle to train as well. When you can take responsibility and say, hmm, how did this happen for me? How did I ask for this? What have I been putting out there? So let me give you an example. I had a, a really big team of 12 people, right? Me and my sister, I would constantly say, because it was getting really hard and out of control for me as a leader, I would constantly put out there, I just wish I could fucking start again, right? And simultaneously, this is when I had left and I'd come to Melbourne. And because I was really challenged by leading from afar, I didn't know how to do it. I'm still, you know, going through that now. I'm still challenged by it. And, you know, I'm just in a way better headspace and a way, you know, bigger leader now. But like, I look at that and then there was Melissa also asking that she wanted me to come back. Mm. So there were two people, powerful manifestors, by the way, saying, I wish I could just start again. And Melissa was wishing for me to be back there. So when you fast forward that manifestation coming to light, what had you been presented with? Of repeating that on over and over and over. And I know Dr. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot, about your thoughts become your reality. Yeah. Right. And it's so in that instance. It's as simple as that though. Yeah. Like it does. And for people that are very logical, because because I definitely align with spirituality, but I'm but a log- I'm logical. a logical person. Like if it doesn't make sense to me. You need the science and all that bullshit, but it's got to make it. sense. But there's science behind it if Because you there's look up sometimes where you you know, you jump over here and I'm just like, "Oh fuck, here we go." <laughs> How much better is that world though? At times it is. Yeah, and it I've is. learned that. I've learned to surrender. You know what? Sometimes the logical Newtonian world that, you know, you live I, in I live in is actually 
actually can be really hard work. Whereas mm. sometimes if you actually surrender and just let think, it be. I think as if you're that person, I think the way I look at it is this. If you're in, if you're in the ocean, you're sitting in the ocean, that is just a metaphor for how much world and how much of you is so tiny. Mm. You know, like you're such a small part of the well connected world, by the way. We're all fucking connected. What's really interesting about that is yet you're so powerful. A hundred percent because we're all connected. Mm. Can I rewind a little bit? Because you reminded me of something, yeah. a speaker I saw once, and I think there's a shitload of value. And I know this really helped me when I, there's a lady named Stacey Curry and she's got an awesome story. Mm. And um, she came from a really tough upbringing and she's quite open about her story of abuse and growing up quite poor and her dad stealing and did what they had to do to get by. And I remember her being on stage and she spoke about when people are in such a bad headspace, they can't be optimistic because mm. they, they are that ingrained in the negativity that yep. is so difficult to see positivity. Yeah. And she had this one piece of advice. He, she said, if you've been dealt a bucket of rocks in life or, you know, not, not great things in life, all you need to start doing is get rid of one rock at a time. Mm. And that might be a story that you say to yourself yep. where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to talk bad to myself mentally today. Yep. I'm not going to, I'm going to stop doing that. Yep. And for some people it might be, you know, it might be smoking. It might be drinking. It might be, I'm going to. big rocks though. Well, yes. And, and she spoke about this. You've got, you've got boulders, you've got rocks and you've got pebbles and sand. Yeah. And you know, you can start with the sand and, yeah, and start, 100%. start emptying out. And then eventually. Eventually, as you start to get into this practice, then you can start bringing in some optimism and positivity. And it's a journey. Like, it's not like today you start getting rid of boulders and tomorrow you, you know, the Dalai Lama. Yeah, dropping. It it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But. But it's a muscle because when but, you think I mean, about that, how long have you been lifting the muscle of putting sh- boulders in your bucket? But do you know what? One decision, one small decision that feels like a sand decision can actually break down a wall. Mm, so true. Because, and, and what I've learned is I just need to decide. Yes. I need to decide if that's going to be a really big problem for me or if it's not going to be that big of a problem for me or if I'm going to change something about it if, I, if that's in my control. Or if it's not in control, deciding that I'm going to surrender to that. There's decision after decision after decision that currently you're making. You're making decisions. Not making a decision is still decision decision. to not make a decision, right? Yes. And I was thinking about this before when we were talking about what we were going to talk about today. Not making a decision, procrastination sits in that bucket. And I think like I look at the journey that we're on, it's like... And I said this to you the other day. It's like, at what point does the desire for success scream louder than the des- than the fear of failure, you know? And at some point, you've got to decide where are you going to focus your energy? I need to go here too. Oof. A universal download. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Strap yourself in. But it's, it's going to be hard for people to hear though. Because at the end of the day, what we're just talking about, fuck, I've just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is going to be no, so no, no, good. it was good. Please retract me. What were you saying about just literally just then? The universe delivers you messages as you need them. No. What was it? What was the last sentence you said you don't remember, do you? Procrastination, fear of... Oh, there we were. Here I am. So uh, we're talking about success and the desire for success, the, that voice screaming louder than the fear oh, of failure. Oh, oh. Here we are. We're Some, right back on. Th- sometimes the story that you've been telling yourself for so long 
feels so comfortable that to decide to not tell yourself that story anymore feels really fucking uncomfortable. Mm. And also sometimes, and this could be for the person as well, subconsciously, we could be holding on to a really big, okay, so it it was used as an analogy in some of our trainings where- it's like a big chair on your back. Oh, cherry. Cherry. Remember cherry? So it's like having like that problem that you have or that. I've been a cherry and recently have. I was a cherry. Yeah. So you like put a big chair on your back, mm-hmm. which is really heavy to carry. Yeah. It's weighing you down. Just look at me. You look at my chair. Forward. I've got this big chair stuck everyone, on my shoulders. I've got it. Everyone who asks, you'll fucking tell them. I've got yeah. a chair on my shoulders, meaning your problem. Sometimes that is your excuse. You don't know who you are forward. without your fucking chair. And you don't know who you are when you put that chair down. And the how, people around how much you stop stop stop. The people around <laughs> you <laughs> Oh sorry, I've I didn't silence. <laughs> also don't know who you are without that chair. So you know what makes it really difficult is when you've been carrying that chair for so long and the people around you are used to you carrying that chair that when you start to make changes that are no longer serving them because that chair also served them, Oof. you are going to put that chair down and that's going to really cause some conflict with those people around you that really value your chair being on your back. You want to know the biggest thing? What? It's generally the people closest to you. It is. There's but like if pill. you think about, if you think about, it's not just changing yourself because that's first, right? That's a very, that's the biggest part, but it's also about changing your environment to then. And do you know what I've learned on this, that journey? Mm. Should anyone embark on it, you will shed so many people around you that at some point it becomes lonely and your psychology will go, why are you doing this? It was so mm. much easier back over there. Yeah. And I think pushing through what I learned, some of the people that I shedded come back for the right reasons. Mm. I think also though, like we can make that really hard for us too. We can make that a decision to be really hard, but really what you could do is go and put yourself into situations and groups. There's so much around community wise these days that just put yourself in that community and find your people. hundred mm, percent. You know, like I, I've reflect back on um, like moving to Melbourne, for example, like I've now got my, some close friends but I know that there was a period of time there where we were working on ourselves personally. We always are, but we were working on ourselves personally. We were figuring out what our family dynamic wanted to look like, the types of people that we wanted to surround ourselves with. And sometimes we didn't want to hang out with certain couples. Yes. You know, and that was because we were growing into something else. And that well, was I think lo- and I, was I talk lo- about this openly with people. I remember when I started going on a personal development journey, come from an environment where I used to hang out in a garage with my mates on a Friday. Religiously, we used to do it. And there was a point where I, you know, was in business quite young and I, I got into this business and personal development journey. I literally sat down with my mates and said, I'm not going to be around much anymore. Sound like a bit of a funeral at the time, but <laughs> I was like, no, but there was a part of my old self that, that I was, was dying. Yeah. That I was dying. Yeah, call it that if you want. I mean, let's just call it that. Yeah. Um, But it was a very open conversation. And I can tell you that rattled some of the people in the group and the culture of the group. Because when you look at it from a herd mentality and people being together, when someone wants to break out it's like oh no don't it's it's a threat it's like fuck if everyone does this what what does that mean for me mm. do you know what i mean i'm gonna have nobody yeah exactly yeah. now the dynamic of that group i felt for a period of time changed a, a little not a lot since me leaving but i can also say that 
after going on that journey and now connecting with those people, the conversations and things that I have now so different from and I w- I prior say, to that journey. I want to say as well, because what I've witnessed on your journey is, and because coming into your journey where you had done your work, like you, you, were, you were well on your way of that self-development journey. But even hearing people speak about the old Daniel <laughs> was really curious because there was an old self of you that people, and, and I also see it when, you see someone who ha- you haven't seen in a long time and they think that you're still the way you used to be. Yeah, and I and have to say I used to wear that as a badge of honour mm. because I was the loose party fun guy for in, in my younger years and, you know, I, that Daniel still come, comes out every now and again, but it's like it doesn't define me, whereas mm. for a period of my life that gave me a level of significance and status. Yeah. Do you know? And that's why you're saying when certain people come into life and they're like, you know, that it might be a night out or something, I'd be like, oh, fuck, is Tinny coming? Fuck, it's going to be wild. But, yeah. And then they come out and it's like, oh, it's, no, it's not really. No, I'm a dad now. No, I've got <laughs> two girls and a partner and business and, yeah, no, not doing that. Yeah. But I think as well, like you've grown so much out of that. Well, I also think, I think of the work that I've done and I can acknowledge a lot of those behaviours were wrapped up in hiding, hiding my traumas, hiding who I truly was, hiding parts of my life that I wasn't ready to pull out and talk about and go on the journey. And I think, honestly, it's only been 2023 for me has been a big year. Mm. I I recently just had my birthday and I sat down with my parents and I shared with them the journey that I went on. This was beforehand. And there's a a podcast on it where I go into some depth of like the, the mushroom journey that I did. And, you know, dad wrote in the card, like the, what you've done this year is inspiring and, and was, you know, to have that support from my parents, knowing what, you know, my, my journey of, of things that I wanted to heal, I think is, it makes me look back and go, wow, though all those behaviors and all those ways that I did show up in my past. Yeah, I, I get it. I, and I understand my younger me yeah. and how I how I played out. Did I have fun? Were there? Yes. Like I had incredible times. I loved being, you know, the butt of the joke when we go out and, and, and having a laugh and being loose. I, I really enjoyed that mm. reputation, if mm. you like. But the, the man of me now understands what the boy was doing. And I think I want to loop back to the environmental thing because I think sometimes we can look at it like, oh, we're shedding people in our life and we're, you know, getting new friends, all that sort of stuff. But I think there's an element as well when somebody chooses to make a change or, you know, decides to grow and decides to become their higher self, that's really positive and really enforcing for everybody else around them to also do that, to that, that influences them some, some way and inspires them to be a better version of themselves. Definitely. You know? So if I think of like, what do you do with this information? Because there's been a lot in this podcast that we've spoken about from tools to experiences and stuff like this. So I want to give you a bit of a takeaway of if you're in a situation that is somewhat undesirable, is just have faith that the universe has your back and that you're actually on the right path and this is happening for a reason. But I want you to be really conscious around what is in the circle of your control and what is in the circle of your concern. And if you can actually document and sit down, take the time, write down, these are the things in my control. These are the things in my concern. And then take the things that are in your control and literally come up with a task list of like what you can do to cause an effect on those things. Then 
with that information is start using that as a plan to move forward to the mm. things to, to make a better life for yourself. Yeah, I agree. We're going to wrap this up right now. It's been a little bit of a spiritual podcast, a <laughs> little bit of a logical podcast, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, pumped for next week. We have Luke from Payloss coming in. Luke runs an amazing business where he takes unfortunate kids on epic adventures and his story is incredible. A guy that had set a 15-year goal in his business and achieved it in two. Wow. Just become a a father. There is so much... So many questions that I'm sure we're both going to ask. I've never Luke. met him, so I'm like, yeah, really I've got excited. a bit of background. So Leash hasn't met him before, but, but stay tuned. Pleasure to have him on. It's going to be definitely one to listen to his story, and can't wait to see you guys next week. And also, guys, oh, I almost forgot. Gosh, we are running such a cool giveaway dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, it might not be to- no, you know it's it tomorrow. No, it's it tomorrow. It's dropping is, tomorrow yeah. for seven days only. So you've got to be quick and get in. We are doing a, we're giving away a $1,500 date night <laughs> or you could just on take us. the cash. Or you on can us. take the cash. But we know the importance of spending time together and we know the importance in a family unit of connecting with each other and the pivotal things that that happens on your family and the positive impacts that we that has. So we've decided that we're going to gift someone 1500 bucks and a date night. So be just But I'm stay pumped tuned. for how we're doing it. I can't oh, yeah, wait. Yeah. But register and come along for the ride. It's going to be so much fun. I'm not going to give away how we're doing it. You're going to have to sign up and we'll come along. We'll pop the link below uh, in, the, in the notes. So you can go after this, after you hear this, register straight away and we'll, um, we'll see you for the draw. draw for the duck race. You the just gave it away. Oh, I did give it away. Sorry. $1,500 <laughs> duck race. I mean, just do it. It's nothing to lose. All right, guys. Good luck. See you next week. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Synergy. We encourage you to hit the subscribe button, rate and comment. If you know someone in your life that may benefit from more Synergy, screenshot this episode and share it with them on Instagram.